The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. My pleasure to have you. Another big interview coming up this hour. Uh, Kirk Cameron. We've had him on before. Kirk's great. Okay, were you a fan of the um, Growing Pains? Pains? Yes. Yeah, I was. Mike Seaver? Mm-hmm. Were you That's a fangirl for him or no? Um, I probably was a little older at that point, and I moved on to guys with long hair, so. Wow. Well, I, I think, I mean, I think he's probably like your age, isn't he? I, probably. He probably is. So, yeah. but but you at I that point you were like, oh, him, though, and um, I need the rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was I need, exactly I need, what I was. I need the rock and roll long hair. You know, Grand Funk Railroad, Mel. <laughs> Start. Are you starting with Mel already? We haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. There may or may not be another soundbite here for you, but uh, it is a Thursday. We've got Kirk Cameron on at the bottom of the hour. It's always uh, fun to have Kirk on. A lot going on. Making sure we preserve our values in this country. Mm. Feeling all right on Thursday. Let's go. A uh-huh. I'm so lucky. I've heard this song three times already. Mark, Don, and Mel. Mel Mark, and Don. Wow. You're not backing up, are you? No. No. Okay. Might as well go with it. I know. There's nothing I can do about ship. it at this point. <laughs> Come on. Mel's really playing that bass, isn't he? Oh, I love it. Love it. Get it done. Come on, Mel. Sultry, bassy tunes. Don the drummer playing drums. Mark and guitar and singing. Don's singing the harmonies, by the way. Let's go. Carrie, this is Don again. Mel said he spotted you. Stop it. Final warning. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> Busted. I'm Busted. not that creepy, but... <laughs> I love it. Stop it. Final warning. Come on, man. That's just good stuff. You got to admit it's good stuff. Thank you. Okay, let me, let me ask you again, because we're friends. We have been for a long time. Cleaning out my office the other day, I found the gift card you got me. <laughs> from Best Buy in 1947. Yeah. And I don't believe you've ever got me anything else ever since then. So, I mean, I literally got a rock and roll Hall of Famer. But to, he thinks I'm some you. crazy stalker. Is he wrong? Yes. I'm not a stalker. Is he I mean, wrong, I'm a though? I'm crazy. I've been working with you, but... Legendary. Listen, this I, band sold out anybody. Shea Stadium faster than the Beatles. I know. How awesome is that? And Mel was a part of that. You couldn't pick Mel out of a lineup. I could now. <clears throat> I, I can now. I can. But listen, you've been warned. I, I think that's like, I think that has like a legal tone to it. I'd be careful. <laughs> I know. I'm very afraid. <laughs> <sighs> Come on. You got to be pretty good stuff. Come on. Uh, okay. I guess. Now I'm going to send Don. Would you like to say something to Don? <laughs> no. I'm too embarrassed. I'm sending it to him. I'm too embarrassed. No. Don, I'm really not that crazy stalker chick. I Promise. You know who says they're not crazy? Mel's fine. Mel's going to be fine. You know who says that? 
Crazy stalker chicks. Crazy people. That's, <laughs> so, who, no. that's who says it. Exactly, that's who says it. All right, uh, 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 Don, we appreciate you doing that. Sonny, thank you for making that happen. Now, if I ever get you something mm. from Mel, I'm now that's going to be, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, Don is huge. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. But Mel, like literally, let me say it again. I've known these people in this band since 1991 or something. Mm-hmm. And Mel has never said more than, hey, what's up? That's it. Well, even Don's wife, Sonny, said, no, he would never do it. Well, wait, he would right. never, ever do it. You know why? Because Mel plays the bass, keeps to himself, gets it done. Rock and roll legend. There you go. Done, All right. man. 888 pags 888-941. Now we can start working on Bon Jovi. 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I was very upset by this story that I saw today, and I reached out to my friend Andy Pollock. He hasn't responded yet, but... I don't understand why this guy doesn't have to face any music whatsoever um, from the Parkland, um, uh, Florida massacre that was at uh, MS, what was it, Madison, uh, uh, Marjorie, Marjorie Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas, Douglas. MSD um, High School. I, I was I don't understand why the, nobody has to pay any, any penalty for this. What do you have? Uh, from Fox News, a Florida jury has found former Parkland school resource officer Scott Peterson not guilty on all counts. Peterson faced seven counts of felony, child neglect, and was the first law enforcement officer in the U.S. to face criminal charges stemming from his alleged inaction during an active school shooting. He was also charged with three counts of misdemeanor culpable negligence in relation to the adults shot in the building. Additionally, he was charged with perjury for allegedly lying to detectives. Peterson would have faced prison time and a loss of his $104,000 annual pension if convicted of the child neglect charges. As the verdict was announced, Peterson could be seen breaking down in tears inside the courtroom. During the trial, students, a sheriff's deputy and teachers testified and were asked where they thought the initial shots were coming from during the February 14th, 2018 shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. 14 students and three staff members died during the shooting committed by Nicholas Cruz. Kristen Gomez, an assistant state attorney for Broward County, said during closing arguments on Monday, every student and every teacher on the third floor was still alive. And Scott Peterson chose to run, she said. Peterson's attorney said in response his client could not determine where the shots were coming from, adding it was unclear whether several shooters were present. He said that Peterson responded by issuing a school-wide code red. I don't get it. We've all seen the video. We've all we've heard well, we've all heard the audio. The inaction by the um by the local police. The Coral Springs, I think, showed up and they did the right thing. Whoever showed up for the Broward County Sheriff, the inaction by them was disgusting. We're seeing them taking the time, putting on the bulletproof vest, not going in. We 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 hear Peterson on the radio saying he doesn't know where the shooting is coming from, and he was right there where the shooting was coming from. He just doesn't go in. Andy has said over and over again that his daughter Meadow would be alive today had had this guy just gone in. Yeah, they um, in this story they were talking to one man whose daughter Elena was killed in the shooting, saying Peterson was at the door of the building, heard shots, and retreated to cover, remaining there for 48 minutes while the yeah. killer continued his rampage. I believe we've got video of him at the door. Doesn't go in. And then the excuse that, well, he wasn't sure if it was one or multiple shooters doesn't matter. You're the one good guy with a gun there. And then the Broward County deputies show up. They've also got guns. They're, they're just lollygagging around. Coral Springs shows up, and they do something. They take action. 
but I, I don't I don't understand why this guy there's no hell to pay. And he gets what, hundred four thousand a year in retirement and pension? That is right, yes. Guy's getting six figures in his pension. And he was the one guy who could have stopped. What is seventeen died, right? Yes. And now I don't want to hear the excuse, well, he could have died, right? That's the job. Now people go ahead. Uh, okay, I will say it. You can. Um, you know, my child's in that school. You are in a school resources officer who is armed. I expect you to go towards where that, where you hear the gunshots to save my child, to save every other child and teacher and staff administrator in that building because that is the job. Don't take the job. If you know that, and man, I don't know if I can do that, then don't take the job. Don't do it. Well, the question is actually simple, and I'm with you. We agree. The question is simple. Why do you have a uniform and a badge? Why do you have a gun if you have no intention of, of utilizing your authority with the, with the uniform and the badge, nor the gun that was loaded and ready to go? What exactly is the job? I don't hear that you're some retired somebody who's just playing it out to get some more money. I don't care that you're an off-duty uh, deputy or something. and you're, I, I don't care what the reasoning is. If you take the job, I think you go in, like Carrie said, and you protect the children until you die. Now, if you're not willing to die, I understand. Most of us would not do it. I mean, if I had the job, I would have gone in, but most of us aren't signing up to have that job. So if you're not willing to die, why did you sign up to do that job? It doesn't make any sense. This is a bit reportedly who was still retreating when other members of law enforcement had already entered the building and they were right. treating some of those casual or trying to treat right. some of those casualties. You know, it's it's a situation where many times when I say this, I'll get people email me and call the show. Well, there's a case in Colorado that says please do not have the duty to go in and take on somebody who's a bad guy. That case had to do with a warrant. That had to do with a, a restraining order. And it was a woman who, who called the police and said the person, I think it was her husband or boyfriend or somebody, you can research the case if you'd like. Call me out on this if you're watching and listening and think that I'm making it up. The case of you don't have a, a, the duty to go in is only referring to a restraining order where police didn't respond to this woman. And either she and the kids or just the kids were, were, were taken by this guy and killed. And they're trying to say, well, the police had a duty to go and and find out what was going on. That's a very different case than somebody who is a school resource officer who is simply there to make sure the kids are safe. If your job is to make sure the kids are safe and 17 died on your watch, how are you walking free with a six figures income for the rest of your life? I don't understand it. Now, you get Grady Judd on the show. And we've done that plenty of times in Polk County. Florida, the, the sheriff there, and his moniker is this. If you try to do this at a Polk County school, we will make you graveyard dead. And he says those words. I've had him on the show to talk about it. I don't know how there is no hell to, play, uh, to pay for those who are charged with keeping our kids safe. I don't know why you collect a salary as the school good guy when you did not do anything when a bad guy showed up. And there were failures throughout that school the entire day. I mean, people saw this guy walk in a side door. He had a he had a rifle bag in his hand. Somebody says, hey, um, a crazy boy is here. And nobody does anything to stop him. Then the one guy who is armed, who is supposed to be the good guy on campus, hides. 
So he can cry all he wants in court, not bringing any of these kids back. And could he have saved everybody? No. I think that the bad guy went through way too many layers and he started shooting people. But the moment you hear that, your job as the good guy is to run in and put your life on the line to save lives. There is a dead coach, Alan Feiss, from that school who wasn't armed. He wasn't allowed to carry a gun. That was the law back then. Who died trying to block the kids from getting shot. He put his body between the bad guy and the kids, and he didn't have a gun in a uniform. You, so this, this, it's sickening to me. Go ahead. You mentioned Hunter Pollock. Uh, later on in the story, he is quoted as saying, Scott Peterson will forever have to live with the decision of not going into that building and saving those kids. You heard in the courtroom, Scott Peterson could have confronted the shooter before people on the third floor were being killed, and Meadow was on the third floor. Meadow was shot nine times. Hunter is Meadow's brother. Hunter just got his law license, I believe, and I think that he's somebody who works for, for Ron DeSantis in his office. He's a very, very smart kid. Andy Pollock is their father. Very, very good man. And there is no hell to pay. There's no, there's no recourse. I'm glad that Hunter said something, and I'm glad that his words were that sharp. This guy should have put his life on the line. And I'm not saying he would have died. He might have shot, shot the kid, stopped it right where it was, and yes, there would have been loss of life, but not as much. It's sick. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts on this ridiculous decision in my mind when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you. Kind of made me laugh looking at the call screener. Somebody named Mel is calling in from Michigan. <laughs> I kid you not. Of course, oh, they're from Michigan, funny. Grand Funk Railroad. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> that would be terrible. You're not going to touch Gary? That would be hilarious. There you go. 888 pags 888-941-7247, com. Why deal with odors in your house when you can get the thunderstorm from Eden Pure and let it deal with the odors? They've sold over 350,000 units. You know that it works, and it works very well. It uses proven oxy technology, quickly destroying viruses, odors, mold, and a whole lot more. Any smell, not going to be a match for um, for the thunderstorm. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, dogs, cats, whatever. I'm here to tell you, it really, really works. We use it in our house. We've got at least three of them, maybe more, at least three of them. And it leaves a great scent as if a thunderstorm came through and left that fresh, clean scent that you expect after having that cleansing thunderstorm. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules. They seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. And you don't have to buy filters. Uh, th- this is such a big savings on those other so-called air purifiers. You've got to buy filters all the time. Right now, save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home. Put it anywhere you need it. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS, P-A-G-S. Save 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS, and the shipping is free. Let me go to the phone lines. Brian's in Melbourne, Florida. Hi, Brian. What's going on? Hey, Joe. Uh, just wanted to say that... Uh... You know this, the state of Florida doesn't have a criminal statute for cowardice. Right. Probably should. But um, more importantly, as with Texas, in Florida, if you're wearing a sheriff's uniform, 
and you stand behind a sheriff's badge, you're one of the most feared law enforcement people on earth. How many lives would he have saved if he'd have just stepped into the fray once as a sheriff? He would have thrown that kid completely off guard. Um, just it's it's criminal that this happened. It's criminal. This guy is allowed to walk, and I hope beyond all hope that the cowardice follows him for the rest of his life. Well, Brian, I, I think it will, and I appreciate you calling in. You're right. There's not a statute that, that says you can't be a coward. Um, I do believe there should be some responsibility in that parents, the school, teachers, the students, the entire community believed that they had a safe space on campus because they had this good guy with a gun. That, that's a lot of responsibility. Don't get me wrong, but he signed up. He said he would do the job, and he did not do the job. And, and yes, look, I'm a compassionate person, but I, I would be perfectly fine with him, him feeling incredible guilt for the rest of his life, because he should. You might, oh, who are you? You're being awfully mean. Again, if I signed up, I would put my life on the line. There's a reason most of us aren't school resource officers. Just think about that. And listen, he was... I'm not here to say he's any different than all these 19 in Uvalde. Don't get me wrong. When you put on that badge, it's not to look cool. It's not to, to swagger around. When you put on that badge, like my friend you know, out there in Arizona, Mark Lamb, the sheriff in, in, in uh, Pinal County, yeah, he looks great in it. But he also puts it to action. This guy, as the elected sheriff, doesn't have to go out and do anything. He still goes out once a week, and he's out on patrol, doing the real work, putting his life on the line every day. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the question is here. You signed up. Just do it. Skip is in Michigan. Skip, what's going on? Hi. Hey, uh, I just wanted to give you a couple of uh, case, cases where the uh, Supreme Court said that the, the officers have no duty to protect. Uh, one of them is uh, Warren versus District of Columbia. The second one is uh, DeShaney uh, versus Winnebago County Department of Social Services. And another one is called Castle Rock versus Gonzalez. That, that's the um, one that I said earlier. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So I just wanted to say the reason why he got off is probably because of those cases. And uh, the 11th Circuit also said that uh, they upheld a lower court ruling that, you know, based on that Marjorie, Sto- Marjorie Stoneman High School thing, um, that people couldn't, or these officers couldn't be held liable for failing to protect. So I think it's sickening because if a person's in that position, um, they should be. You know, they should have enough courage to actually do the right thing. But uh, I'm just saying this is how they're, you know, this is how the courts are thinking about this thing. And, well, Skip, uh, I hear you. But the you know, Gonzalez case is the one that I cited earlier. That was about a temporary restraining order. And they did not respond when she called in saying, I need protection. And then people ended up dying. And they said the cops didn't have a a, uh, a need, a, a some sort of a duty to, to respond. That's different than you're on the scene, somebody shooting bullets at, at students and they're dying. And I don't know that any of those cases, and I'm going to have to look up the other two. I'll, I'll admit that right up front. I don't know that any of those cases say in the midst of a crime happening in front of them, the police officer doesn't have a a duty to protect if their job is to protect. So I'd have to look at those cases and see exactly how they worked out. I'm glad that you you called it and you said them. Now you give me some, some some research to look into. The Gonzalez case was the temporary restraining order one that I'm talking about, and that's apples and oranges all day. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. When we come back, it's going to be Kirk Cameron, Mike Seaver himself from Growing Pains. He's out there working on restoring and and actually working to make sure that we all understand American traditional American values in light of a far-left push to change every value we have. Keep it here. 
Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.